Hello, Miami. This is 305 Sports Now, your home podcast for all things Miami-related sports. I am Will, and once again, I am hard at work. I don't stop. I just keep bowling along, okay? And this is another bonus episode for 305 Sports Now. And today is, well, not today because we this is a pre-recorded show, but today, this Friday, we are going to be talking about National Signing Day because it is the week of National Signing Day. And who better to have on for National Signing Day than two of the best coaches in Miami-Dade County, Mr. Joseph Gross of Westland Hialeah Senior High School of the Wildcats and Mr. Tim Neal of American Senior High School, the, the Patriots. All right, gentlemen, how are you doing? Hey, what's up, man? How's everything going? I'm doing well, Tim. I'm doing well, yeah. Tim. Joe, what's up? Everything good? Doing well, man. Doing well. Appreciate you having me on here. Awesome, awesome. Joe, you're in New York right now. Is that correct? I am. I am, man. I'm uh, I'm up for the holidays. Um, I'm visiting some family. Uh, that's good. That's good. You're not a Knicks fan, are you? <laughs> no, I am. A little bit. I'm not. To be honest, I'm not a big basketball guy. Okay, Tim, you're a Knicks fan. Yeah, Nick fan. Yeah, since I was a kid, I'm a little bit older than y'all. This is way before the Heat. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't ditch my teams. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Dude, my God, my buddy Dean. He's a former Golden Glove boxer. He's from New York as well. He'll. He's gonna love this interview because he's a huge Knicks fan. Yeah, he's know, a good so. man. He is a good man, actually. He's a very good man. He was a hell of a personal trainer over at LA Fitness, and he's doing good things over there in Massachusetts right now. So you give him a shout out. He's one of the he's one of my loyal listeners here for this show, for this show. Very supportive as well. I never took you as a Knicks fan. He's uh, a uh, he's a brave guy if he's a New York fan of Massachusetts, man. I can tell you that. Yeah, I know. Uh absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, well, he was busting my chops the other day because um he said that in a seven-game series, the Knicks would kill my heat. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, 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 hey, not gonna happen. We'll this, we'll what's see. up, Tim? We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll yeah. see. You know, we'll see about that. All right. So pretty much, uh, so pretty much I just wanted to have, add some pleasantries to it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen at home, if these names are not familiar to you, I want to tell you something. If you ever want your kids to play high school football, these two gentlemen that I have on the show today are not only head coaches and know how to win, they're also some of the best mentors I have ever met. Um, it is unbelievable what both Tim and what Joe have done with kids, you know, pretty much off the streets in tough areas and molded them pretty much into men and also make sure that they get what is that they get, uh, that they get what, what is done to academically as well. But, uh, but you guys didn't just wake up overnight and, uh, and become coaches. All right. You guys were, were, were molded as well. And that's why you're such good coaches today. And you had some, uh, some mentors that I also have a high deal of respect for, um, Let's start first with you, Joe. Joe, you were uh, hired by Telly Lockett, but you also coached under Roland Smith at Central. Telly Lockett was a hell of a coach at, at Central, won a couple state titles, and now he's doing uh, good things at Marshalls. Am I, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, had, had a, a great, great career, great tenure at Miami Central, and um, you know, it has been doing real well at the college level now, Division One college level. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what was it like? Uh, what was it like? What were practices like at Central? I know those. I know that school gets pretty hardcore. Um, you know, just very, very scripted in the sense of, uh, you know, we we knew what we were doing when we came out there in the field. Um, we knew the the schedule, the scenario. Um, you know, every every day was a prep day. Um, you know, you have the luxury of school like that where, you know, you're you're almost running two practices at once. You know, offense on one side, defense on the other. Um, and you really have you know a full kind of full team. And, on each side of the field. So 
uh, you get a lot accomplished. Um, you know, just just very detailed. For, uh, you know, just um, really run really well. I I would I, I don't have a ton of experience at um, college level practices, although I have been to a few, and um, you know they're pretty similar. Pretty similar is really run like a college program, and you know, that's why they have so much success. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with uh, the you just signing Wesley Byzantine. I mean, we're going to get into that in about a few minutes, but uh, I was watching his highlight films and my God, if the, the you had problems tackling uh, this past season, not with that kid on their roster this year. So great victory there and getting and keeping that kid after Manny recruited him and Mark Cristobal able to seal the deal. Um, Coach Neil, uh, Tim, you, uh, you, you told me that your mentor was a gentleman by the name of Charlie Yonda. He was your head coach originally at American and you uh, coached under him uh, at South Miami. What was that experience like? Uh, it was it was it was pretty good. I I think uh, you know when you hear that name, a lot of people d- date it back to when I was in high school. So that goes to the mid '80s. But uh, overall, what I learned, you know, from him was you know do's and don'ts, a lot of discipline, uh, how to set things in motion, stay on track, but. Um, a lot of what I'm doing today came mostly from like Joe Montoya on the staff that I was on with him and how we built things. And on that staff, I think we had like uh, six head coaches that came from that, that one staff. So, mm-hmm. and that's probably what Joe came from too. I'm sure with, with Lockett and, and Patty and all those guys. I mean, going back to Joe, uh, Coach Neil and I, we kind of uh, crossed paths a few times when I was a kid. Uh, he doesn't look it, but uh, but Coach Neil is a tad bit older than me. And uh, when I was in high school interviewing interviewing football players and so on, Coach uh, Coach Neil was uh, in the press box, you know, calling helping uh, Joe Montoya call plays. Joe's an interesting guy because I feel, from my opinion, if uh, if you feel free to disagree with me, if you if you want him. But Joe is a guy that I feel is a very underrated coach in South Florida. I mean, he, I mean, even to this day, and I've seen pro games, I've seen games on, uh, you know, on uh, at the high school level as well. And he was a he was a mad scientist on offense. Uh, am I right or wrong? Oh yeah, you're on point. You're on point. And all, all of this came from, like what Joe was saying. They they came across a lot of guys that were already like developed and they made it work. But with us, what I learned from Joe, and 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 I'm happy. Because uh, uh, what we dealt with was a lot of times we had to develop the player. And to me, that's fun because a kid can come to you, you know, not as good as an athlete or good of a football player, and you can make him into one. So with that in mind, we did that, man. And a lot of what we did was just instill confidence and get them in the weight room academically, get them going, and just having them focus on, you know, being a better person first. Mm-hmm. And foremost, and how you treat people, it comes back to you and hard work and, and you know, uh, dedication. Yeah, it transitioned well in the football field. Uh, Coach is being a bit modest because when I was at Coral Park and Coach Neal was helping Montoya uh, pretty much uh, run strategy for that football team, they beat Killian when they were Killian was ranked number one in the state, you know, in uh, that, that season. Not only did they beat Killian, they came very close in many occasions to beating Miami High. Now, some of you read, well, Miami High's had a football power. Back then, they were. They had a guy by the name of Andre Johnson that just, that's, a, that's, a, that pretty much dominated the NFL and, you know, dominated college football for many, many years as well. And so, 
Yeah, uh, he so that that team in general, which is a school uh, that was not known for football, was more known for baseball, made some noise until you know they they faced a team that a tough team they couldn't beat, which was South Ridge in in the playoffs. And South Ridge was a back then was also very formidable as well, especially with with a with a guy by the name of Darren Davis who had like a couple it, it basically <laughs> run, rushing for two hundred yards was easy for him on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, I was fortunate enough to, to have him on my staff down at Southridge. That was awesome. Uh, but uh, Joe also upset Central, if I'm not mistaken, that same year. If it wasn't, it was the year after with T-Rob, when T-Rob was a senior. Yeah, okay. I don't I remember, but you're, um, you're probably right as well. I mean, uh, upsets were, were, were occasional for, uh, from that coaching staff as well. Oh, they, yeah, yeah they, they, they did beat Central. They, uh, I'm sorry to call him out, but uh, my buddy Armando dropped the game-winning touchdown against Carroll City in the end zone <laughs> that year. I, I hate to say his name, you know, he's like a great firefighter right now, a great guy, was a monster at tackling. Awesome, but awesome. Uh, but hurt. But I think I think he hurt steps, <laughs> you know, on that last play, and that ball just bounced off his chest, and and they almost no. had another upset against Carroll City. Go ahead, Sam. I'm going to step in. I'm, I'm going to tell you, Armando probably was too excited before he got the ball. That's why he dropped. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was tough as nails, man. A hustler, too. Oh, he definitely was. Him and Guido were savages. If Guido was four inches taller, he would have been a, he would have been a Division I a, a superstar. Hey, he was a tackling Guido, machine. Guido Mayo was a beast and went on to the next level to do the same thing, you know, at yeah. uh, Benedictine. But, uh, I mean, outstanding athlete. Great person, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great businessman, too, when it comes to fitness. He's really killing it with P360. One of the best. best. Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, He's a big uh, FCA guy, too. He's big, big, big FCA guy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, definitely. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. If those of you who don't know what that means, uh, it means Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes is an organization that pretty much puts together Christian athletes of the same faith. Uh, guys that are involved in that are uh, Regido, as we know, also, but also guys like Tim Tebow, uh, of course, not no surprise. Darren Smith, former uh, Miami Hurricane All-American, and also uh, former Dallas Cowboys superstar as well, for those of you out there who don't remember the name. Um, one thing about, about both of you, and I want, I want Joe to start this one because, because Joe, I, I think, had the bigger climb. Uh, you guys – know what it's like to win at top uh, at, at schools at high schools that football is god you know in particular football is king i don't want to use the phrase god but football is king um but you also coach at schools where it's not and when uh joe i'm mean, sorry yeah joe when uh when you first started at westland tim uh tim had taken over you took you took over the team for for tim before tim had taken over the team westland only scored two touchdowns in one season and hadn't won a game in almost two years. At the moment, Coach Gross, you uh, you almost became the Independence League champion in a span of a season. What in the world did you do to turn this program around? What Tim was saying before, I think it started, um, you know, it's like you plant a seed, right? And so I think it started long before me, man, and it's just you, – you, you have to keep moving forward, right? So, so those, you never see those first steps. You know, the first steps are kind of they're they're hard to see because, um, you know, when, when you're coming from from a, a a place where there's not much success, it's hard to see the little growth and 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 all those little movements forward. They were started long before me, man. Um, you know, I just, I came in at a good time, and uh, I think what I did well was just able to keep 
moving forward, you know, a system that was already going in the right direction in so many ways. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I think the key key to a lot of it is, is uh, I mean, of course, the football aspect, you know, the players understand what they need to do on the field, what they need to do off the field. Um, a big part of it is confidence, believing themselves, believing that that you can win when, when you've lost for so long. Uh, but it starts with little victories. You know, it starts with those those little victories that they say, like, you know, for every every one step forward, you know, for, for a mistake, you move two steps back. So you have to eliminate those backward movements. You have to just keep kind of moving forward and building on on um, small victories. And when you have enough small victories, all of a sudden, you know, these what, what seem to be big, big victories start to occur and the confidence kind of explodes, right? It's like, you know, I remember our first game, man, we came out our first game this season and uh, it was 30, 35, nothing at halftime. And I remember looking at the kids' faces and it was like utter shock that, you know, I don't, I don't know if Westland's ever been up 35, nothing and a half before, you know, um, but it was, it was almost like a sigh of relief. I think more in, in the kids' faces that all of this hard work is paying off. You know, it's not, you know, the, the, the result that was kind of dreaded for so long. And I think that the first game was, you know, really, even though it was the first game of the season, I think it was a, a huge point in, in our success, just the understanding that, you know, man, like it, it is paying off, man. It is working like this. What, what the, the formula does make sense. Um, so like I said, man, it was, you know, it was something that was started long before me moving in the right direction. I was able to just pick it up at a good time and, and luckily, I was able to, to keep us moving forward. Um, and, it, you know, paid off paid off uh, nice for us this year. And what uh, well, the wonderful thing about this uh, this team, I think one of the main reasons why you're so successful is because the freshman class that you brought in uh, has made an impact right away, especially you have many of them starting on defense. Is Am I correct on, on saying that? Or is there is there another intangible you want to add on? I apologize. Uh, uh, say, say that one more time. I, I think I misunderstood the question. Oh, no, 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 no problem. No, it's, uh, I think one of the biggest impacts, uh, Coach Neal can't hear me. Uh, one of the biggest impacts that, uh, that I believe that made, made, made your school successful, made the school successful, is that the freshmen came, came in and made a huge impact. And, and, am, am I correct in saying, especially on defense, am I correct in saying that? Or is there another intangible that made, um, that made, that made you guys successful? Um, yeah, nah, definitely. So defensively, um, freshman and sophomore, man, we, we had, uh, some, some real young guys who was this year was, uh, you know, we had 22 starters. So, um, you know, normally uh, a smaller program has a lot of kids going both ways. And by being able to, to, to work 22 starters, um, we were able to kind of what I mentioned earlier, we were able to set up our practices you know, almost like two completely separate practices with offensive defense and, and kind of really got, got able to uh, touch upon some, some fine points um, on each side of the ball. Uh, but yeah, we had some freshmen come in um, two two of our D linemen, our two defensive ends, both true freshmen had, you know, great years. Um, we had a, a sophomore corner who, um, you know, he's, he is, he's going to have about, every big time offer there is in the book by the time he's a senior, that's without a doubt. He's already being spoken to. Um, we had a, a, a freshman receiver. Um, 
who had a real, real good year for us, a freshman um, linebacker, outside linebacker, uh, who was huge for us in key situations. So, you know, when you get some young guys on the field who who are are really producing, um, I mean, it, it just it makes a tremendous difference, you know, because it's it's something you don't normally rely on, and to see it kind of come to fruition is, is is huge. From what I've observed, especially the future is bright for Westland because literally the only team you lost to was Barbara Goldman, you know, and in the regular season and in the championship game. So I think that. The future is very bright for for Westland, and I think that West I think you're gonna take Westland to the next level, especially next year. You know when these when the when the freshmen mature and then the junior class become seniors, yeah, they'll get bigger and stronger, faster. Go ahead. And we'll, we you know with both those games too. Um, you know the first game that we played them, um, we were actually winning to start the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second game, you know, it was it was a six nothing game at half. We were down. Um. I think our inexperience came in huge and a lot, and that's that's not taking anything away from Barbara Goldman. They're a, a really, really good football team. Um, they're really well coached, man. Their coaching staff does a tremendous job over there, and um, just uh, their kids do a tremendous job. Uh, so it's it just shows, I think, you know, what kind of position we were in against a really good program, you know, two different times, and unfortunately, we came up short both times, but. Um, I think it does do, does kind of, uh, you know, play off well moving forward with, with us kind of looking at ourselves in the bigger picture. All right. Excellent. Uh, we're having some technical difficulties with Coach Neal. Tim, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank goodness. Yeah, you gave me the sign that you couldn't hear me earlier, so I hope we didn't lose you. No, no. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but we're good. We're good. All right. All right. Uh, Coach, before we get into your, into your history, I uh, – I wanted. To, I just wanted to ask you, how does it feel to be back at an American, uh, your your home school? Uh, it, this is the best feeling I've I've had. Period. Uh, I would say the closest to how I feel right now would be like how it was at Southwest. It was just great in my first two years at Gables, but I love being back there. Uh, felt kind of strange going back when I first got there because you know you're walking around the hallways. And I'm remembering, you know, from my, I, I started as a freshman during an era where that didn't happen. So my four years at American was exciting from beginning to end. Uh, my first football game was um, against Northwestern. I went from Cooper City Optimus to playing Northwestern in just uh, over a summer. So, and that Northwestern team was with Streeter, Mark Richardson, Melvin Bratton, you know, Mark Irvin and all those guys. Uh, uh, but being back in a place that pretty much where everything started to end, you know, what I've been doing in Dade County has been, you know, God sent, God bless. And I guess that's why the things that transpired over the past three years happened when like I wanted it to happen that way. It was frustrating, but I love, I, I love the situation I'm in. I love, uh, working, uh, uh, for, uh, Marcus Gabriel and, uh, Mr. Papp over there at, at, at American is it's a great environment. I'm looking to build like I did over at, at Southwestern, like uh, Joe and I and Carl, uh, Carlos Molinado did over at uh, Gables. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm really happy that uh, that you're back. You're in a situation that you feel comfortable with. You know, uh, like I said, the kids are lucky to have you because you definitely, both of you, you definitely are uh, definitely are a good mentor. 
you know, uh, to those kids. But I was, as I was, as I was talking to Joe, uh, coach girls, we were discussing, you know, what it is to turn a program around like Westland. You had a, a similar experience at Southwest when you were there. Southwest was interesting because the previous, the previous coach actually, um, actually uh, put Southwest in the playoffs. I think you took it to a different level and, and you, and you took a different, different level, not just athletically, but also academically, you know, but the previous, uh, the previous coach had the luxury of having LaMarcus Joyner, you know, both and, on defense and on offense. And then when that coach went off to greener pastures, you know, uh, some members of the coaching staff that were there and were still teaching at the, at Southwest, you know, made no bones about it. They didn't care what not the kids transferred, you know, and, and when you left Westland, you know, I'm going to bring this up. When you left Westland, you made sure or, or attempted to make sure that those kids that you brought in, you know, to, to, to help build the program stayed and help coach gross, you know, build what he's built already, you know, this year at, uh, at Westland high school. Um, so, when you started Southwest, you got left with bare bones, you know, in particular, a lot of kids decided to leave, including, you know, a five-star recruit that went from Columbus and then to St. Thomas and then to Florida state right after. What was that experience like having to rebuild a, a program that does not have a rich football history? Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as difficult. I was much younger, uh, very ripe and ready for it because of situations of just me being who I've been and who I've coached with, what I've seen. I started out at Hylia High School with Joe uh, uh, back in 93, 94. Uh, Hylia wasn't strong, but like you said, rich in football, yes. And, and even American had his years coming up. But at Southwest, it was real difficult. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was difficult to do, but I was up for the challenge. You know, for myself, I didn't look at it at the time like it was because, like Joe said uh, 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 earlier, you just got to keep things moving. You can't sit and ponder on the fact that coaches are telling kids to leave. Coaches are telling kids not to show up to your meeting. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're getting all kinds of things set behind your back that's not actually true. I just stuck the course and just went through and did what I had to do, focus, and I built that literally <laughs> from bones. I mean, it really was. And, and what it was, what it was, it was all about was, <clears throat> you know, just changing the culture of attitude. Because at Southwest, I think what was going on at the time, it was football against the school and the world. And I think when I came in, it was more or less like, you know, people are put on this earth to help each other. Mm -hmm. And the students need their teachers. We also need administrators and, and we need the kids. So it's got to go, you know, hand in hand and it's got to work throughout. If respect is given, it, it'll be received. So that was the whole point. And then, and also it was, you know, like I said, I do enjoy uh, uh, um, developing kids into football players and better people. But man, this was kids putting in, Hip pads where the knee pads go, thigh pads where, you know, uh, uh, yeah, you know, in the wrong spot and shoulder pads on backwards. It was all kinds of stuff. But nonetheless, I didn't, I didn't point the finger at anybody else. I accepted the job. I was even asked by the um, athletic director at the time if I wanted to back out of it. I could, and I was like, nah, uh, I'm, I take what's given and I keep it moving. So. It was, it was, I enjoyed every minute of it. You mentioned earlier, uh, Joe, that, you know, you can't see the steps 
And in a year, brother, I promise you, you're going to look back and say, man, I moved this along real fast. And it was, it was, it was, it was done. You did a great job. Okay. That was the same way. Yeah, coach, I'm telling you, after three years, I made a couple of changes, uh, adjusted some things, brought in, you know, coaches. I mean, Mick Arteaga is, 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 is a step away from winning the state wrestling championship, and he was a hell of a defensive back coach. I brought back guys that it meant something to them to be at Southwest Coaching. And that's the same thing I'm doing at American. I'm finding American guys, you know, guys that everywhere I've gone, I've all, always tried to get players or, or coaches that played at that school, like the Davis brothers, you know, uh, Darren and, 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 <clears throat> and his brother came over to help out and a couple of other guys for that matter. But it's just, it's all about, because the, the whole thing with pride back in the day meant something, you know, so understanding what those schools mean and respecting where they've come from, you know, it's, it's important because a lot of people don't think that if I were to tell, mention right now, how many, how many uh, uh, Southwest grads ended up at UN back in the day, a lot of people wouldn't know them because they weren't, it weren't, it, it wasn't as many in the eighties, you know, but in the seventies and Bluestein will tell you that. They, they, you know, a couple of guys went to the U, a couple of guys went, you know, elsewhere. I mean, some of them ended up in the NFL. The bottom line is, like, you know, it's just pulling the best out of what you have and making it happen without excuses. Right. That's a, that's amazing. And, uh, Tim, great words for Coach Gross, you know, who, again, you know, uh, took us has taken a school that literally has no football history whatsoever as, as far as success goes, no upsets and has taken it you know to a, to a level no one has ever has ever seen as a matter of fact it's a nice segue to announce that coach uh, joe gross was actually named coach of the year you know this past season and i think it's um it's very much deserved awesome. because he deserves awesome. he deserves his accolades for being a heck of a football coach that he that he truly is all right oh, i uh i well congrats nah, man very well deserved very well deserved thank and like you. i said what what you do for those kids at westland what you do for those kids at westland you know and listen Coach Gross isn't just the head football coach. He's also the department chair of the ESC department, the Exceptional Student Education Department. That is, uh, that is a doozy because he's, he deals with a lot of bureaucracy, you know, within, within his own job professionally. And not only that, the difficulties of, of, of mentoring kids, you know, at, 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 at high school level. Yes, he is. Yes, yes. Um, that's why they, they love Coach Gross at, at Westland, <laughs> you know, because does the dirty work for ESC. Joe actually, when, when, I, when I was there just before him, he wanted to help me out a lot uh, as far as coaching, but he didn't have the time. And the things that he did in the office, in the front office for me, were getting things, you know, by and making sure the kids had what they needed. So he was actually – he was actually making things happen with that program from there, you know, from, from the beginning. I mean, even before yeah. I got there. So, mm-hmm. Hey, but congratulations on that coach. I did not know. That's good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I, um, yeah. I just want to touch upon quick, man, what coach just said, it, you know, it's, I think that's the most um, misunderstood piece of coaching, especially the high school level to, to people who just are on the outside is how many, how many, people in a school go into different aspects of running a team, you know, yes. like take away coaching completely, take away anyone on the coaching staff. 
how many other people on a school go into, you know, a successful program, you know, um, and, you know, talking about, you know, because it's not just right, it's not just playing the game, it's, it's academics, it's attendance, it's, it's, you know, it's tardies, it's behavior, it's, you know, all these things that go into mentoring, because at the end of the day, right, we're, we're mentoring young men. So and you, um, and you can't you can't do it by yourself. So right, that right. counselor, that secretary, that that AP, that AD, that whomever is 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 everybody doing it? That whole village raising the child. It's the same, Absolutely. same kind Absolutely. of Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that leads me on to my next segue. And that is college recruiting. All right. As uh today, uh today we're we're recording this episode today to be aired for Friday. Uh, as uh, the early stages of National Signing Day. And you and both of you are very instrumental in making sure your kids go off to that next level and play, you know, for a major university or university in general to make sure they get an education or able to fulfill their dreams and making it into the NFL. So I want to ask you, I want to ask both of you a question. I'll start first with, um, with Joe and then, and then Tim, you know, uh, you, feel free to jump in. Uh, Joe, you coached at Central. Uh, Central is the kind of school that produces the kind of players that Nick Saban will want to land a helicopter at, at the backyard of the school. Um, so I want to know what it's like, you know, uh, and from your experiences coaching at Central and seeing recruiters from schools like UM, FSU, Florida, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, USC, et cetera, come into that building. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the, the contrast between the two is crazy, you know, at, at, at Miami central. Um, I mean, especially, you know, the big recruiting time is spring, right? Spring ball. Cause uh, colleges aren't playing. They're off. So they're, they're a hundred percent at it. So, you know, spring practice, I mean, you show up to practice and, you know, there's 20 coaches out there ready for practice to start, you know, where uh, Westland, man, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like the ex-girlfriend you don't want, man. Like I'm harassing these coaches to, you know, <laughs> look at my kids' film and give them a call and give them a shot. And, you know, it, it, it kind of changes the, uh, the aspect of it. Um, but it's, it's both are, both are kind of cool in a different way, you know, um, you know, it's definitely, definitely cool to, you know, walk up to practice. you got a bunch of uh, D1 coaches there. Um, you know, they're sitting there, they're talking to you and, 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 you know, you're putting a good word for your kids and it's, it's kind of cool the other way too, man, where you have to reach out and put in the legwork and it's kind of, you know, appreciated that much more and, and get a coach on the phone, get a coach to look at some film and, and have a conversation. Um, I could tell you this real quick. I, I'll tell you right now, man, I, I, I stick to this. I, I've stuck this for since day one. I tell you, I think I've actually told you this before, but I think I tell you my favorite college coach ever is uh Mac Brown. Yeah. Mac Brown, man, when he was yeah, at Texas. When he was at Texas, man. I met him coolest guy I've ever met in my life, man. Um I've been a Mac I I I never never been to Texas. I I you know I, he's not there obviously at UNC now, but uh never been to Texas, never really liked Texas, although I was a big Ricky Williams fan and in, in college I played running back. So I just I just loved his style, loved the way he played to me. He was just you know awesome. Um but uh from the day I met Mac Brown, man, I, wherever he he goes, I support them. It just uh, to me, it just seemed like one of the most genuine guys I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Wow. I I agree, and I'm gonna say this right now because I've said it I've said it in previous podcasts. I think he hates Manny Diaz. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you know, 
they were up by they were up by thirty, and he and he did a trick play at, at at the Hard Rock the year before. So I think that says uh, this is what I think of your defense. You know, it's a it's a poor it's a poor coach Diaz. You know, all right, Tim, uh, you care to share your experiences between bigger and smaller schools? Bigger and smaller schools. Well, uh, I think my situation, uh, what what I've been through over at Gables, it was um, you know. And, you know, we had Frank and John, Jonathan Vilma, Frank Gore. Uh, and a lot of people don't know that Kerry Williams was with us, too. Actually, Kerry Williams led to the county in interceptions his junior year when he was at Gables. His dad was coaching with us. And dad took off, and he ended up over at Chaminade. But um, uh, being over at Gables and having that stable of just athletes, because for what, six years in a row, we sent a kid to UM. Six years in a row, along with Killian, uh, Central, Northwestern, Carroll City, we sent four or more kids to Division I schools. And having John and Frank perform the way that they did, Denzel Perryman, you know, that, that kind of thing got co coaches begin. That's where you get your, you know, you, you end up with a relationship with guys. Coaches remember you, you know, because of the kids that you coach and you develop and help them to be, you know, better people and better ball players. But uh, one and the same will happen, Joe, because you're doing such a great job. All you got to do is just stay the course because it's Southwest. Trey, you know, <laughs> Trey had 28 offers and all, they were all D1 schools because he was that kind of an athlete. He could have been a receiver. He could have been a defensive back. He could have been, you know, anything pretty much running back. It, it, it wouldn't have mattered. So at Southwest building that from crumbs, kind of like with America now, because I started with six kids and no spring practice, you know, coming into the season with no quarterback, but still winning some games and people expected me to lose. But, uh, and, and Joe, we was in a tight one. It, 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 it helped me yeah. when you, oh, yeah. when you, when you left. When you left, it helped out. <laughs> my, my kid, your kids play a little bit harder, man, and we 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 made some mistakes. But nonetheless, I can see, I can see American getting back to the way it was from when I was there, and and the attraction of DB High School at one point. Uh, I know a lot yeah. of people, you know, remember that back in the day. But it's easier to get things done at a Gables, at a Central, even even if Central hit hard times or Northwestern hit hard times. It's always just like South Ridge has hit hard times. It's, it's still South Ridge. The, the history is so rich and it, it flows so deep to where it doesn't take much to ignite that. It just, well, it takes the right things, but you know, it doesn't take a whole bunch of crap to make anything work for it. You just need to go back and just go off the foundation that Solomon just started in your own way and you'll get it back on track because of the Right. The name, the name, you know. Right. Let, I, I'm, I'm a. If you don't mind, I'm a piggyback off something you just said too, Coach. Like, like one of the things you said, man. Hit you hit the nail on the head. Like, there's certain schools. I'm not gonna say anybody by name, obviously, but there's certain schools that they, even when they don't have a good year, which a, a lot of, you know, some of them did not this year that have a certain name. Like, all these coaches are still popping in the door, right? Like just because the name, and. You, you you know, I'm, I'm like, you could be sitting here like, I'm sitting here like, 
damn man like we we had a good year too like pop in <laughs> you know pop in talk yeah, to yeah. some of my kids but um yeah like some 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 schools you know due to the name like yeah they, they are gonna they're gonna pull off 95 and pop in you know just because listen, coach um, you and you know you know how tell you telly will find me yeah coach i know you got something you might not have it now but i know you're gonna have it for later Right. You know who, who, who I need to come back for. You know, Randy comes by all the time because he knows eventually just as long as I'm I'm there and I'm working and I'm allowed to do what I do, we're gonna we're gonna get some kids going, man. Yeah. You know, gotta hustle for them. Absolutely. This is beautiful. I love I love hearing you guys have a conversation, especially you know, with today's topic and so on about how, how you guys have similar experiences. Being uh being high school coaches, built being at big programs where you can literally have to kick recruiters out the door, and then having to literally, and then in other case having to find you know coaches, hey come to my school, come look at my kid, you know my kid, you know could beat any kid uh in any of one of these other schools as well. Uh, I wasn't gonna ask this coach, but um it's gonna go now to Tim. Uh, but uh but it, it just popped in my head since we're talking about recruiting. Uh, why? we've talked about how some kids are overhyped. They go, they, they come in as a four or five star, they go to college and they just don't pan out. You know, what, uh, how does a star system work? Because everyone, everyone, Oh, he's a four star. He's a five star. He's a three star, but no one really knows how, at least outside of coaching and recruiting, no one really knows how they come up with those stars, how exactly. And, and Joe, of course, jump in, you know, if, uh, if, if, um, if, if Tim missed something, how do, how do recruits and how do these, these, these football academics, I, I like to call them or analysts, you know, come up with a star system and ranking students? Um, this question for me is not a good one because I don't like it at all. Uh, that system I'm saying, I just believe that it's full of crap. I, I really do. You can't, you know, a kid's ability can be, you know, you, you can measure off ability because a lot of these kids will develop in two. Uh, I, I, I have ninth graders right now. And being around a lot of athletes for years, you can tell who's going to be. But still, that kid has to make it happen. So even uh, for the next level, a lot of times we get guys that leave here and they're five and four star, but nothing ever happens. But personally, I think it goes back to the way that me and Joe take care of business is making sure these kids are good people, making sure that they're developed into the athlete that they should be, stay humble and just keep the course of doing the right thing. Because a lot of times they, they throw these stars on these kids and then these kids think that they've already made it to the NFL. I right. think, you know, it, it, and, and, you know, sometimes a kid will want to go to a particular school that may not fit him, but he's going because of the name and then it may not work out that way. Right. And I think that's when a coach like me and Joe will come in and say, Hey, look, I know you want to go here, but this fits you better. A good example would be, you remember um, <clears throat> DeAndre Pickett-White. I'm yeah. not going to say which coach tried to, tried to pull him over to UM when Coach Mirabal had already had it set up that he was coming in right after Cato. And one of the coaches, no, hey, hey UM, they like you, this, that, and the other. And he, he let that scholarship go. And Mirabel pulled it off the table after the fact. He, I ended up getting him in Alcorn State. Uh, I mean, he got himself in there. I mean, I exposed him to get into Alcorn State. And, you know, he, he still had a, a decent college career. But a lot of times, some kids, just because they're good, 
at their high school doesn't mean that they're going to fit every college because everybody's got their own system of doing things. And I think doing things. So a kid could be a legitimate five-star, but if that five-star would, would, would reach his full potential at school A opposed to school B, and they choose school B because of the name, you know, and, and another one that I, I coach and I told to stay a Killian, which is Frank Gore Jr. I told, I told Frank Singer, I said, man, leave him right there. He's already got, he's already got his offers. He's already in line. He's already set. There's no way he's going to miss anything because you're here. You're in his life. You're making things, you know, uh, happen for him as far as him becoming a better person. And look at what Lil Frank is doing. He didn't need to go to UM. He's, he's his own man. And that's the way that that kid has been. He was like that from, from, from jump. But it kind of confused Frank Sr. that UM wouldn't even extend a hand out to say maybe we should offer this kid or take a look at him. But, uh, and I mean, he may not have fit their system. And I think that's what Frank was doing. He, Lil Frank looked at it like, you know, I don't want to go to UM because my dad went there and I don't want people to think that they they did my dad a favor. And maybe maybe that's what that staff was looking at too. But, you know, you, you, got, you got, a lot of coaches got to start understanding that. Some kids got to go where they fit and where they're going to be successful opposed to ending up somewhere that's not a good fit. You get to know your players well, right? And, and you, you get to know what fits them and what does not. And so, you know, some players, you have a large roster. So some individuals, they don't have a ton of choices, right? And you kind of have to get in where you fit in. Other individuals, they have, you know, plenty of options. And for, for those, those guys, those special guys, you're talking about, you know, possibly three years of being a multimillionaire, right? So a massive decision comes into not just the school, but does the school fit, you know, this young man's style of play, right? Um, you know, if you're a running back, if you're a finesse back that, you know, got, has good speed and can get in the open field and make something happen, you don't want to go to a ground and pound, right? You don't want to go somewhere you're taking, you know, 30 shots a game from, you know, six foot three, 200, you know, 60 pound linebackers who run a four, four, you want to go somewhere where they're going to spread you out, get you in space. And, you know, uh, you might take a little less hits and, and have, have a chance to kind of show off your speed. And so it, it just, you know, in, in general, as a, as a coach, a lot of times, you know, the, the player's strengths and weaknesses better than the player themselves. Um, yep. I'll tell you this as a coach, I've never told the kid where to go, but if a player has asked me, which has happened many times before, yeah, I've told them, you know, ah, you know, I don't really like this view and this is why, well, I do like this. I'll tell you this. Um, I'm not going to touch too much on it because I don't really like talking about it, but, um, just because I'm just, I'm just not set to talk about things like this, but. Uh, this is, I mean, this is a known fact. Anyone who knows me and knows this young man, um, there was a young man who I was real close with, who I coached, who uh, was being recruited by a bunch of schools. And um, a school reached out to me, uh, Booster reached out to me to offer me a good amount of money to get this young man to go to that school. And, and you know, that was the last thing I was ever going to do, you know, was put someone in, you know, put one of my kids in a position that that didn't benefit them to the fullest, like, like, if anyone knows me, knows me well, they know that my kids come before anything else. And um, 
it's funny. He actually asked me out to school and I thought it was such a bad fit. Uh, and I told him that, you know, I said the last thing I was doing would, would be to go here. And uh, it kind of came out later that, um, you know, the school had, had tried to try to buy me to get him and uh, the appreciation wow. in him when he kind of saw that, like, it, it, I, it came out in a weird way and he saw that I put him first before, you know, anything like that. And, and uh, he's, we're still real close, which is nice. Um, <laughs> he definitely made the right decision because he's, I'm not going to say much about it because it might give away who he is, but he's having a, a great career. Um, and, uh, you know, whenever I do see him, he always kind of, you know, brings up, he never forgets kind of that, 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 uh, that, decision I guess that was made or, or that you know presentation that was made where um you know I made it real obvious that my kids are always going to be, come before anything monetary anything like that like that's never going to come in the way uh you know and as a coach it needs to be that you know we're, we're put we're given a, a, a amazing responsibility to be there for you know young men and guide them on a journey and and the coach is not willing to put those young men before everything else man he's 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 in the wrong position well, I, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm understanding exactly what he's saying and, 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 you know, stepping in sometimes I totally agree with him because you can never tell, you know, because a lot of times the uncles, uh, the, 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 the dads, they, you know, guide their kids. The only thing you can do is give advice. You got to step back. If you ask, you give it. If not, you know, you just gotta let them do that and just throw out your 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 whys and why nots and go from there. And you gotta be careful a lot of times because if you you can't voice your opinion, even though you know sometimes some kids get in in, in crazy situations. And I mean, I would I would discuss uh Frank Gore's whole transition because you know, on, on the table for him, and this is during a an era where they didn't have any stars. They just had football players. You know, and Dade County was totally different than what it is now. To hell with the damn stars. Football players. Every school had a football player. And, you know, thank God he went to UM. I think that if he had gone anywhere, he would have been what he is right now. Some some players are just like that. You know, like if Devin Cook would have went to UM, it would have been the same thing if he had gone to USF. Devin Cook is going to be Devin Cook. Same thing as with Frank Gore or Antonio. So it is, it is that, that, that deciding factor sometimes that you can only give advice. Some parents will give you a little bit more leeway. No, you let me know what I need to do. You know what's best for my son, so forth and so on. If you got that, then that, that, it makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But uh, coaches always going to guide the kid in the best direction, I think. We were with them more than anybody, you know. And coach, you know, if if you if anyone knows a football coach, you ask him where his money is and where what the little money that we do get where it is, it's in those kids. If it's not in his own kids, (laughs) whether it's shoes or test or or food, (laughs) it doesn't matter. So the kids are with us. They're with us all day, all day. Man, that'd be the funny, funniest question people ask is like, when you get paid, like, what paid? Like, man, I'm, 
I've been spending money since. <laughs> what you talking about? Paid like oh, man. no money in coaching, man. You spend money it's, to exactly, coach. Exactly, exactly. But the you know the the, the promise. I mean the, the the things that we get back are seeing kids productive in the community, man. Uh, police officers, um, um, doctors, lawyers, whatever, across the board. I mean, I think about Manny Euro over at Southwest. He's a doctor now out in, I think it's Nebraska right now. But it is, it's, it's awesome to have been a part of helping that kid reach goals like that. And, uh, and the many police officers that we have within the school system or just mm-hmm. Dade County and, and, and things like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's not just the NFL. You know, it's, it's kids that come back and say, you know, had they not played for you, they wouldn't be where they are. That's, that's, that's our payback. You know, which is, you know, it's better than it's better than cash, believe it or not. Yeah. And that's the attitude that the high school football coaches should have. You know, it's about putting kids first and not and not their their legacy. You know, it's about in the end, the legacy should be, you know, what came out of what came out of your students, what came out of your students, your athletes, your student athletes when they first got into the locker room and how they come out after. You know, and I think that both of you are leading in wonderful examples of, uh, of what true mentorship is and, and what a what football coach should be and what integrity and honor is as well. You know, that's why I said, so I have both of you on the show because I think that both of you are doing good things for the community and, and your name should be out there. And, and I'm giving you guys a platform because it's, it's, you should be heard, you know, uh, across, uh, across the city. Actually we have fans in Germany, so they'll be surprised if you get some, some messages from some Germans, you know, as well, just, uh, just like, I think just, Coach just, Neil, you know, Coach Neil could be the the first one to tell you too that um, I think it's I think it's even more unique where we are uh, compared to anywhere in the world because we have this extreme where we're a hotbed for recruiting, a hotbed for for athletes, and um, and if they don't make it, it's the extreme of they might not be around too many oh, years yeah. longer. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, there's not many places in the country that have these major extremes like Miami-Dade County. Yeah. So I think I think it makes our, our job just that much more important, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to dig a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. you got to, you got to, you got to, and you got to, you got to lean on other coaches. You got to, hey, you know this? Hey, you know anybody need this? You know anybody need that? Hey, I got a kid that's coming back, but he can't come here, so we got to get him somewhere. Right. So it's constantly, man. Me, me, between me, Joe and I, and 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 Alex Terry over at Miami Beach, uh, Tim Wood and I were talking uh, yesterday. We're, we're just trying to help each other out because mm-hmm. I have I had eight seniors, four never played the the game, and I had four that did, and two of those four were kickers. And then I got uh, a, a, I'm sorry, one kicker, a linebacker, and two linemen. And I'm trying to get those three main kids, those four main kids in. The kicker is very difficult, but he might be able to get into St. Thomas uh, coming up. But and, and one of my linemen had an offer from Fort Lauderdale. Well, he have one from Fort Lauderdale. But I'm trying to put better options on the table for him. And I'm calling around asking, hey, you know anybody that needs a lineman? Maybe I missed this. Uh, I was able to help out uh, one uh, uh, Coach Morgan over at American, one of his kids. Uh, over at Carroll City, it's, we got to help each other. It's, mm-hmm. it's without a doubt when you when you come together. I mean, every time Telly come down, hey, Telly, you know anybody that need this? And even if it's for one of uh, one of one of the guys that I know at another school kid that he's just looking, you know, you never know who you'll be able to help. 
just to get these kids in better situations. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, um, as promised, I wanted to, since we're also talking to academics here, uh, I, uh, as promised, I want you guys to both brag about your schools. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so just brag away, you know, so, um, and, and, and academic circles, I'll start first with Tim and I'll go with Joe. All right. In academic, in academic circles, you know, if, if, uh, if you're a student athlete, but mom is very worried about academics, why should they go to American senior high school? Like what programs does American senior high offer? that uh that would that would entice a parent to send their kid uh nursing program sticks out right away the nursing program is one of the best in the state uh we also have our our, our gaming uh we 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 uh, it's it's an atmosphere and an environment that the kids feel comfortable with being there and there's no place i'd rather be this is this is something that i wish that my daughter was younger so she would have been able to go to the same high school that I went to. I mean, this place is, is awesome. We got a lot to offer across the board from the different programs from ROTC. Uh, it, it, it's, it's just an abundance of choices that you have at America. Coach Gross? Um, yeah, you know, Westland, we have, we have a, a number of magnets. Um, the two that stick out the most be one, we have a we have a health magnet that is, it's, it kind of uh, veers into two different directions. Um, one is more towards nursing, one's more towards like EMT and the, the, the two individuals who, who teach it. One is a retired nurse, the other one is a retired lieutenant from Highly Fire Department. Um, we have a um, uh, criminal justice magnet uh, with a uh, teacher who was a police officer and now again is a police officer part-time because uh, he teaches full-time. Uh, so it's a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, not just textbook information, but firsthand information from individuals who have, have, have lived that. And then our dual enrollment program. So actually the past three years, we've had the highest number of students graduate with an AA degree uh, in high school. Actually, <laughs> it's funny, it always works out. They graduate with their AA from college a week before they get a high school diploma. Uh, it's been the past three years we've actually led the district. So, um, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of great things academically with us, man. That's great, guys. Hey, gentlemen, this was a lot of fun. Let's not be strangers. Let's do this again. Uh, maybe we'll have you guys on during spring ball, you know, at the high school level so we could talk a little, a little spring ball, you know, how things are going. Okay. Um, all right, folks, that's it for 305 Sports Now. I'd like to thank my, our, uh, my guests, Coach Joe Gross and Coach Tim Neal. Again, it was a one-on interview about the ins and outs of high school football. If you like what you heard, please download on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to leave a financial donation, which is uh, how this show is supported, since this is a listener-supported radio station, please go to – actually, podcast, not radio station. Please go to Anchor.fm slash 305 Sports. Do not, do not need to place the exclamation marks. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and God bless. See you soon. <laughs>